everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Hi, Nikki. Otherwise known as the Alpha. You're doing it. You did it. You did I it. did it's it. Now, it's now out there. All it's right. out there. Anybody yep. that listens to the pre-show will understand why. <laughs> will so. understand why. Yeah. Uh, I am excited to be here. We're do- it's just you and me today. It's just yes. two of us. And uh, we're going to be talking about um, the mysterious liminal space between all and nothing. And then mm. there will be uh, some and meditation in music in the background. And, oh, and right. Yeah. Cue the fog. The fog. <laughs> lots of fog. Yeah. yeah. Imagine no, lots of fog in between the all and the nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this comes up because it's a client thing, right? You get this. Oh. This is one of those concepts that continues to kind of resurface it's a hard it thing continues for us. yes yes and it's something that people don't notice and so that's why i think it's really important that we talk about it me too before we do that head over to takecontroladhd.com to get to know us a little bit better you can listen to the show on the website or subscribe to the mailing list and you will get an email each time a new episode is released you can connect with us on twitter or facebook at take control adhd and i have to say i am a grateful enthusiast of our sponsor this week. That's right. Text Expander is back sponsoring the ADHD podcast once again. What can you do with more hours every month? Repetitive typing, little mistakes, searching for answers. They're all taking precious time away from you and your team. With Text Expander, you can take it back so you can focus on what matters most in your business. With Text Expander, you and your team can keep your message consistent, save time and be more productive, be accurate every time you type. The way we work is changing rapidly. Make work happen wherever you are by saying more in less time and with less effort using Text Expander. You will never need to copy and paste repetitive responses again. With Text Expander, your knowledge will always be at your fingertips with a quick search or abbreviation. Here's how it works. You drop your commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation. You can then share that snippet with your entire team. And then anyone on your team can type just a few characters to trigger your snippet and the content expands anywhere they type. It is that easy. Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, iPad, and for listeners of the ADHD podcast, you can get 20% off your first year of service. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast slash taking dash control to learn more about Text Expander and redeem that 20% off discount today. Again, textexpander.com slash podcast slash taking dash control. And it even says, welcome, taking control listeners Aww. right there at the top. So mm, nice. Awesome. Thank you to everybody in the Text Expander team for sponsoring Taking Control, the ADHD podcast this month. And lest we forget our members, can I give a shout out to people who have jumped in in the last couple of weeks to support the ADHD community and this very podcast over on Patreon. Uh, if you've ever found that you're that you understand your relationship with ADHD in a new way, thanks to the stuff that we gab on and on about on this very show, thanks to the guests that we bring on the show week after week, thanks to all of the resources we're sharing in the ADHD community on Discord, then you should head over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast and learn more about supporting the show for a few bucks a month. You get access to the super secret channels in our community. You get access to the uh, uh, members only episode of this podcast, which now includes wit and banter. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's we right. hope it's, it is more <laughs> aligned with the live stream than ever before. Uh, and I promise it will not include 20 minutes of extra silence at the end of each episode. Now with less silence is what that's we call right. that. It's new and improved with less that's silence. Right. Visit patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more and welcome Patty and Cindy and Arno and Michael and Aruna and Angela, all new members in the last couple of weeks. And thanks to Matt for upgrading your pledge this month. We are so grateful for each and every one of you and your contributions to this community. All right, Nikki, what mm -hmm. is between all and nothing? Mm. Do you like think there maybe, is? Maybe like is, a is there superhero anything? just then. What do you think? There's nothing. It's just There's all. nothing. It's all it's or nothing, nothing right? Yeah, it's all and then it's nothing. It's <laughs> right. all. It should just be all and nothing. And nothing. Well, yeah. and you know what? I purposely wrote in the title what's in between all and nothing not yes. having it be all or nothing or you nothing. put the or it's like it is and one it's or a the whole other. different thing yes yeah. exactly exactly no, i get that so it's also otherwise known as black and white thinking mm -hmm. uh and it's very 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 common with adhd clients uh and people you know whether you're a client or not and have adhd black and white thinking is probably uh been in your thought process and basically the problem what it, is you may not even know it well, that's the thing is most of the time, I don't yeah. think people do. In fact, when I point it out to clients, they're often surprised. They're like, oh, you're right. I did. I, I did say that, or I guess that's true. So it is, it's something that you're not really fully aware of. And uh, what it means is that it's really, it's this way or it's not. And if it's not this way, then it's not going to happen. If I don't have this thing then this thing can't happen. And there's just no in between. Uh, so some of the all or nothing language that you want to pay attention to, uh, mm -hmm. and this is where you can kind of start to see the red flags a little bit, is when you say always, when you say never, it's all a mess. Uh, in order for me, you know, blank, 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 I can't do blank, blank, blank. Or I have to have, or I have, I have to have to be, yeah. Right. So what do you see, Pete, when I say those words, what does it remind you of? What does it remind me of? Yeah. You so mean in if, terms of my own behavior? Well, I'm just curious if you see the connection here of when I say I always, I oh, never. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking um, all I, or nothing thinking, but what else is happening? Well, what else is happening? The way I the way it hits me first is uh, very much around because I'm such a like tactile person. Like I, mm -hmm. I touch everything in the universe and that's like that's how I kind of relate to stuff. So like, you know, my keyboard has to be just the right keyboard or I right. have to be in just the right place with sense sensory experience with light and sound. So what I see with all of this is just like I uh, it is a it is a fight for me to say I can't do something, you know, some work or some project without being in a certain space, without being in a certain environment, without having the tools that I need. And that I, I'm I'm trying to break that because, frankly, I need to be more productively fluid Right. Mm -hmm. I need to be able mm -hmm. to get stuff done when I can't have the resources or the locale where I am. But I get this like nervousness in my stomach when mm -hmm. I am faced with this idea of doing something that 
I uh, without being in just the right place at just the right time. Does that make sense? And does, does that answer the sense. question you're asking? Well, yes, because it sounds very limiting. Yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. where I'm going with this is that there is a huge connection between all or nothing and the connection to what our limiting beliefs are, because it's almost the same thing. You're saying, I can't do this unless this is all done or this is this way, which is limiting you from going forward, right? Right. So there's this huge connection here. And so I think that we have to, if we're identifying where we have limiting beliefs, we also have to identify where we're doing the all or nothing thinking Mm -hmm. because they're almost like married you know, yeah, get, right. Right? right. So, um, and, and, and really what is, ha- what's happening and everything that you've said and what I'm saying here is that it does, it stops us from moving towards our goals. And it also makes us feel really bad mm-hmm. because when we don't do something, then we get into this procrastination, uh, mode and avoidance comes into mm-hmm. play. And then, you know, we get into what you call this adrenaline procrastination spike. Oh, yeah, because, well, at the end of, you know, if I get into this position where I can't do something without just the right resources and just the Mm -hmm. right you know latte and just the right all the the stuff, then I'm putting off the thing that I have to do until the very last minute. And then the only way I can do the thing that I need to do is to rely on the reserves of hormones, of adrenaline, of fear, of anxiety to push me through not doing my best work. I've acknowledged Mm -hmm. that, that what I what I used to say was I do my best work right before something is due. That's not true. That is not it. I do better work when I'm thoughtful and and measured. But often I can't do the work without the spike. Right. I am. So that is the listen to me. Use that limiting behavior. That was my belief system. Right. I can't do this unless I have this reserve of adrenaline to get me to the other side of it Mm -hmm. and to get it done. And that is generally speaking, not true. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can Mm -hmm. do work uh, before the night before it's due, and I can do quality work, most often better work than if I rely on this falsehood that I can only do great work before it's due. Well, and I'm going to take it even a step further. There is a middle between that too, because like, for example, when I work with uh, college students and we're talking about an exam, or a final paper, whatever this, you know, event is, if we're planning it out and we're saying, okay, here's your final, and we want to start studying for it a week before instead of a day Mm -hmm. before. So we know that this adrenaline procrastination is going to happen. So we can go ahead and plan that you're going to have more studying time the the day before the you know a couple of days before but mm-hmm. what we want to do is start it earlier so that you can start making some progress and start feeling better about it and so by the time you get closer to the exam yeah you're going to put more hours in but you're going to feel much better about it right because mm-hmm. you're going to be more confident about what you've already studied and what you've already um practiced or put into place or whatever so there's even a middle ground to that so that's why we always have to open up our options. What are we looking for, right? What what do we need to do to get to the ultimate goal that we want to get to? Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do today is really talk about this gray area and what is in between all or nothing. And uh, I have some, you know, I think examples, real, real examples that I'm hoping will help our listeners 
really understand this. I know that they yes. already understand it because they live it every day. Because they live it. Yes. Yeah. But but it's important to put words to it, right? It's important to be able to describe it. I can tell you for years, I wasn't able to describe the experience of the adrenal procrastination spike. Exactly. And until I figured that out, it was way through, you know, college and the first 15 years of my, you know, uh, adult career life mm-hmm. that I was able to to say out loud, oh, this is who this is who I've been living as for right. all these years. This is why I've struggled and this is why I'm not healthy, right? Yes, because yes. when you when you rely on those giant swings, that's mm, that's not burnout. a healthy way for your body to exist. Yeah, it's right? not. So. It's not. Yeah. Okay, so I talked about options, briefly brought that up, and that's really what we want to be looking for. Um, but before we get into options, I want us to identify when this kind of thinking is happening, right? Because uh, what we said before, many times we don't know it's happening until it's brought to our attention. And it's usually because of some kind of big event, right? It's not the Mm -hmm. little things that we are thinking all or nothing. It's those big things that we're missing. Okay. So I want to go through a exercise with you so you can start to kind of think about how to look for these signs and, and really what's next after Mm -hmm. we identify them. So the first thing that I want people to think about is identify a task that you're avoiding. So what, Mm -hmm. what is that? And why do why am I bringing avoiding tasks up is because those are usually the ones that are all or nothing, right? Sure. So we want to be thinking about why we're avoiding the task. And I want you to also be thinking about what you're saying to yourself about this task, because that's the limiting beliefs that are probably popping up. Mm-hmm. So we want to notice that language. It's really important to notice the language, and it's also really important to understand the emotions that are involved because almost every, I wouldn't even say almost, I would say 99.9% of each avoided task has some kind of emotion attached to it. Mm-hmm. So we can't ignore them, right? We, ha- we have to figure out what that is. But once we identify this, now what do we do, right? And that's, that's the part where, where's the and, where's the in-between? And this is the gold. This is the golden nugget that I want people to take away uh, from today. I'm preparing is, for the nugget. Yes. Is when you've identified these things, you know why, you know what you're saying about it, you know the emotions, then we have to step back and ask ourselves, what options do I have in this situation? Followed up with, what if I? Okay, so mm-hmm. it's really important for us to see that there are operations or options, even if we don't believe it, there are options. Right. And then what if you did those options? So well, yeah, we don't believe it or we don't like it. Or we right? don't like and, it. And I have a real sense of, of what happens when I'm given an option to something that I'm terrified of doing or I'm not doing well or I have that limiting belief and you give me a what if, my initial reaction is going to be, uh, bad. Yes. Right? Yes. And I'm and not going to, yeah, I'm not going to believe it because I've lived so long in the living, in the, the, the limited belief. Right. Right. However, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to grow from this, right? You want to grow from the limiting belief. That's why you're looking for this kind of information. Mm-hmm. So we also want to open the door to a growth mindset away from a fixed mindset. Because the fixed mindset is telling you that this is just the way it's going to be. The growth mindset is going to open up the opportunity. So if you don't know about growth mindset and fixed mindset, check them out. We did a Mm -hmm. show on it. We'll put it in the notes. 
Now, this is where I want to give you specific examples, because I think it's one thing to say, yeah, look at the options and what if, but I want to give you specific examples so you can see how this can work. Mm-hmm. So this is the, this is sort of the, the situation. I don't have time to clean the house right now, so I won't do any of it. I need at least a whole afternoon. Okay. Pretty common. I mean, I've, I've said it, right? Like I can't clean the house in just an hour or I don't want to break it up or whatever. So, well, what and I, that, that first part might actually be true. I can't clean the house, the whole house in an hour. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. But, but the exactly. limiting belief part is hanging the entire future of a clean house on that line. Yes. On that thing that's probably true. Yes. And then going back to what we said before, if we're not doing any of it, then we go into this shame spiral and feel bad, right? Yeah. So the yeah. options that I want us to look at is what if I only tackled one room today? What if I set a timer for 20 minutes and did as much as I could? Mm-hmm. What if I just straightened up a little bit, tidied up the piles, not without, you know, you don't have to make decisions. You don't even have to like look in the pile, just tidy them up. I mean, it's amazing how much nicer something can look when you just tidy it up. Like, you, know, you haven't you done know, here's anything. It's a, a big secret for me. This is what makes me uh, uh, happy and make a big difference in the cleanliness of my house. If I just start walking at my front door, and wander in a circle, because the way our house is, it's like a big circle, and then mm-hmm. in the middle are stairs that take you to the upstairs. If I just walk in the circle through the living room, in the kitchen, and in the dining room, and then in the back hallway in my office, and back to the front door, if I do that three or four times, picking up one thing that doesn't belong in one room and put it in the room where it belongs, the house is tidy in no time. All you have to do is not stop moving for five minutes, right? You just pick right. this thing up and take it here. You don't even have to be all that organized about it. Just move in a circle through your house. Put one thing away at a time. It will tidy itself right Absolutely. up. Absolutely. You don't Absolutely. even have to think about it. Put on a podcast nope. and start walking in circles. That's right. Walk in circles or squares or rectangles, whatever, <laughs> however your place of your home, you know, your, your, your space of home, whatever I'm trying to say, the, the uh, shape of it. Yeah. Well, and this is the other thing I want people to think of is we go back to the emotion piece of it. So what if instead of feeling shame and regret and, and uh, embarrassment or any of those feelings that you may have felt, what if you actually feel really good because you got something done? What if you were able to tidy up an area and, you know, you looked at it with being proud of yourself, like, hey, I accomplished something, you know? So it's a different shift of how you're looking at things. And I also want to- Because how many of us have looked at a, a thing that we've just accomplished and said, well- that was a one-time experience. Exactly. No way that'll ever happen again. That's yes. also a limiting belief. Oh my that's gosh. like a, that's such a totally. backhanded compliment. Oh my gosh, that's so, so, so true. Uh, yeah. And then the last thing I want to say about this example, and then I have another one for you, mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, what What if good enough was really good enough? You know, so many yeah. of my clients are reaching for perfection, which doesn't exist. There is no perfection. Uh, And so if you think that's what you're waiting for, you're going to be waiting for a long, long time. So what is that good enough for you? And and how do you get to that? So those are just some questions, you know, options that you can start thinking about with just cleaning the house. Mm -hmm. Now, the next example is a little more gray. (laughs) 
because the all or nothing thinking is coming from fear. So I'm afraid to look at my email because I'm afraid of what's going to be there. I can't call this person because I'm sure they think blank of me. Yeah. So anxiety is leading you to the worst case scenario. And Pete and I, you know, we're experts at this, right? We look at the worst case scenario. And so, yes, there's this like story that we're building up in our mind, right? Mm -hmm. And we're sure of it. Like we're sure that this is going to be the way it is. And yeah. so we're going to avoid it at all costs. What do you think? That relate? <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> you relate to that? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm like getting my head going down a checklist of the stuff that I'm not going to do because I, I already know how this is going to end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's always a pleasant surprise when I will follow up with clients and I'll ask, so how did it go? And I would say the majority of the time, it's never as bad as they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be looking, I want us to look at like options here too. Uh, how do we deal with this kind of fear? Because it is stopping us from going forward. We're not doing anything in the middle, right? We're just stopping. Right. So one of the things that I would say as an option is talk to someone about how you're feeling. ADHDers are verbal processors. And so a lot of the work that I do with clients is they're talking through these fears. They're talking through, well, I I can't check the email. Well, what would be in the email that would be so bad? And so you're, and now, now you have to kind of explain that to someone. And so it's interesting to see them process, you know, and organize their thoughts because now they're talking about them. So it's just one more way of like really, you know, processing everything. So talk to someone about it and and get grounded with what you're thinking. I'm constantly surprised at how dumb my inner thoughts are when I say them out loud. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's it's the things that I and this gets us back to something that we've we've talked about uh, before, which is the st- storytelling, right? Losing sight of fact and truth. When you stop talking uh, out loud and you stop listening to your voice as it comes through your mouth and into your ears, when you work through as you're talking about going through the the story, what is the worst case scenario for this situation? When you stop talking about it, you get caught in the story that you've told yourself in your head. Mm -hmm. When you tell that story out loud to somebody, you realize from a different, I I really believe it comes from a different part of your brain. You Mm -hmm. hear it differently and you realize what it sounds like, which is, this is not, it's not a rational response. This right. is it's never really as bad as you think it is. And in fact, for me, it, when I'm at my worst, it's usually something like, oh, I'm worried the IRS is going to write me or something, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be the worst case. Oh, I've and had that happen and you I do know. get through it. So you do get <laughs> through yeah. it. You get through it. And if you don't, if you ignore it, if you pretend right. it's not there, if you ostrich it and put your head in the sand, then it will get worse, right? It's quite yes. possibly you can make it worse by letting the the story in your head define your behavior. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and it's also interesting when you ask somebody, what is the worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. And like you said, they talk it through and then they're like, well, yeah, that, that would not yeah. be ideal, but you also know you're going to be okay. Like you're going to be okay. So whatever it is, you will be able to figure it out. 
you know, yep. and, and do something with that. So I think it's important to be talking about that. Like, you know, what it, what is it that you're thinking that you're so afraid of? Like, what is yeah. that worst case? And then I would ask that you look for, you know, what kind of support do you need when you're confronting whatever it is that you're afraid of? Mm-hmm. And so it could be having somebody with you like, hey, I just need, you know, your presence Why I make this phone call. I do yeah. this with clients all the time where if they're avoiding an email, I will have them do the email in our session. And they come back and they're like sent and they feel better and it's done. So, you know, find that support, whether it's your coach or a spouse or a partner, friend, coworker, whatever, it can make a big difference. And then do it during a body double session. I mean, that's one of the things that's so great about study hall on Thursday afternoons is that if you're avoiding something, you've got all of these people supporting you. And I bet you anything, if you put into the chat, I'm going to make it a phone call that I've been dreading to make you're going to have responses cheering you on yeah you know for you to do that so you get the support of the community which i think is really important um but you know i think in all of these examples and i hope it puts things more kind of in perspective for people I just want you to walk away that there is a middle. There is something in the middle of all and nothing. And the goal is to figure out what that is for you so that you can move forward. We don't want to stay stuck. And that's what this kind of uh, pattern of thinking does for us. And we want to avoid that. Absolutely. Don't be stuck. Don't Don't ostrich. Mm -mm. Fact and truth. There you go. Good stuff. This is good stuff. Uh, and definitely jump into the community if you're not in there already. Uh, jump into the community and and uh, share something that you're you need accountability on. Right? Share something that you need help on to to actually solve the problem. Share it with somebody this week and and just see what happens. I, I have Absolutely. a feeling you might make some change. Real short term, quick, high impact change. Uh, it's worth it. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to the show. Thank you for your time and your attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute about the conversation, uh, we're heading over to the Show Talk channel in the Discord server, and you can join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the deluxe level. Thank you to Text Expander, the whole Text Expander team, for supporting the ADHD podcast this week. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. 